uh, IGM asked me to be the uh, international uh, director or coordinator for West Africa. So I travel a lot. In March, I traveled to Mali and Niger and stopped in Burkina Faso. So there are three countries in the Sahelian, uh, sub-Sahelian countries, Mali, Niger, and Burkina. As I traveled, one day as I was traveling, as I went there, after two days on the bus going to Mali uh, from the capital of Togo, uh, going, no air conditioner on the bus, the only time we stop is uh, maybe after uh, seven hours or eight hours, uh, the driver will say, well, it is time for you to do whatever you want to do, and he stops in the middle of the bushes somewhere, and then you know, all of us carried in the, <laughs> the bushes, and we do whatever we need to do, and then we come back to the bus, and then continue two days uh, on the bus. And I, after finishing Mali, uh, Bamako, coming to... Uh, Niger, going to Niger, I stopped in Burkina Faso because Burkina and uh, Burkina is in the middle of uh, Mali and Niger. So I stopped there uh, after a day of traveling also. So I stopped there and uh, uh, we paused a little bit and then we continue again for another day going to Niger. These are uh, Muslim countries. Uh, so when I was go we were going from Mali to Niger, the bus was packed with a lot of Muslims, 98% probably on that bus that day. As we were going, uh, the lady I was sitting next to told me, he said, uh, are you going to? I said, where? She said, uh, uh, this great imam is going to uh, preach or uh, give some uh, speech, and uh, that's where all of us are going, because all the women had uh, their scarf and everything on their, uh, on their head, and the men in their great uh, boo-boos and all that, and they, they were all going, they were very happy going there, because they were going to listen to this big imam, uh, who is going to preach and give them uh, good insight to Islam. So this lady was... Um, going on talking to me about uh, Muhammad, and uh, she was going on, and oh, I was frustrated, tired, and uh, I didn't, I'm diabetic, so I don't, I, I, when you go and all you see the stuff for food to eat is all these uh, carbohydrates and all those things, so I was tired, and uh, I asked her, uh, what, what's your purpose for telling me all this? She said, I want you to be Muslim. I said, how do I do that? So she said that, oh, it's very simple. You just say these words and uh, Allah Kubar or something, and then you, are, you become Muslim. I said, so. I said, yeah. So she kept going, going, going. And uh, finally, I, I said, uh, may I ask you a question? She said, what? I said, you're going now. If this bus crashes now and all of us die, where are you going? She said, no, 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 don't, don't talk about that. Don't talk about death. I said, death is, our door, uh, is at our door every minute. Where will you go if you die today? She said, no, I don't want to hear that. Uh, I know that Muhammad, I said, uh, Muhammad, you, oh, you continue to talk about Muhammad. May I answer a question again? And she said, uh, go ahead. I said, uh, was Muhammad buried? She said, yes. He was buried and his tomb is there. I said, uh, my Lord died 
was buried and rose again. There is nowhere you can see his tomb. She said, who is that? I said, Jesus Christ. She said, oh, I don't want to hear about that. I said, now you started, now you got to listen to me too. <laughs> so, this lady was going on and on and on. Then, then she stopped. She didn't want to talk to me anymore. But folks, I want to share something with you this morning. Jesus, the Bible talks about Jesus going into villages and cities and preaching the gospel to all kinds of people. But he was going into villages and cities. But I want to talk to you this morning about one example of Jesus going to a city and preaching to the people. Let's pray, please. Father, we thank you this morning. I want you to help us this morning as we go through your word. Help us to understand these principles in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like us to turn our Bibles to John, uh, the Gospel of John chapter 5. The Gospel of John chapter 5. And there we'll see the example of what uh, I want to share with you this morning. John chapter 5, verse, uh, verse 1 going down. And uh, in verse 1 it says, I, I read from, King James, from the King James Version, it says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at, the, there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In this lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Verse 5, a certain man was there uh, which had an infirmity uh, thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Will thou be made whole? The uh, impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no men when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another person steps down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And uh, uh, on the same day was the Sabbath. So what we see here is Jesus going into villages. In, uh, in Matthew 10, verse um, 35, he, he went into villages and uh, cities, as the Bible says, and then uh, here we see he, the example of Jesus going into a city, the city of Jerusalem. So there, the Bible says in verse 1 that there was a feast. I know all of us like <laughs> celebrating Christmas, Easter, or some particular uh, uh, time we, we would like to celebrate uh, for us during the Christmas time. Uh, it is the time where uh, your, your, uh, your mother or your father will buy you clothes, uh, nice clothes, and uh, you'll see uh, uh, young people walking down the street, and all men, uh, they'll be playing music, they are drums, uh, places, and people will go there and celebrate. Uh, they want to celebrate. They want to show something. They want to rejoice. But here, we see that... Um, uh, people want to have a good time. We like having a good time. We, we, we like having a good time around the table of uh, 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 pizza and Pepsi. We like having a good time. We like celebrating. 
America, I, I like the United States, you know, you know when, when you come to America, there are some uh, things here that just want you to stay and don't go back to your country. I tell you what, some of those things are uh, pizza, Pepsi, and uh, uh, lasagna, and all those things. And uh, I tell you, when I first came to the U.S., I ate those things, especially during the uh, time of Thanksgiving. We see turkeys and all those things there, and I, I, I like those things, you know, turkey, and uh, they stick turkey and the dressing and the gravy, uh, mashed potato, and all those things are nice. And also, time of celebration, it's like going to New Orleans during the time of Mardi Gras. I don't know if any of you have uh, has ever experienced what goes on in New Orleans during the time of Mardi Gras. Uh, during that time, you see people from all over the world, even in New York, everywhere they came, they would come to uh, New Orleans. And uh, the Mardi Gras time was a time where you have all those caravans and people go. Uh, they, they, they do all kinds of evil things. And uh, I worked at a pawn shop to uh, get myself through a seminary. I tell you, after those things, you'll see people coming with their ring, wedding rings. You'll see them coming with uh, all their jewelries. And they want to pawn them and uh, get some money in order to, uh, to continue with the feasting. A time of feasting, perhaps uh, uh, it's a time you, you want to wear your nicest clothes and, or, and, and then show those things. And here in Jerusalem, when Jesus went to Jerusalem, I want to, you to see some things here. There are two things happening in that city. It was time of celebrating. And you see these people coming. They all come, they come from Samaria, Galilee, uh, Asia, Minor, all that. They came and they want to celebrate. Right? Christ came. So he came into that city. There were two groups of people. The first group was celebrating, rejoicing. They had the nicest clothes and everything was happening. And then uh, we see in verse... Uh, excuse me. These glasses are the both of me. is crazy. We see in verse uh, 2, they said they were celebrating. And then uh, Christ went straight to a place in verse 3 at, at the poolside somewhere. They said there, there were a different group of people. They were not celebrating. You see, the first group was those healthy people, those wealthy people, those rich people celebrating. But the second group had nothing. They were just there. The Bible said they were sick people. They were sick people. I mean, they, they, they couldn't do anything for themselves. Uh, you, you see the blind people came, uh, coming there. You, uh, they were there. You see the lame people there. You see people who couldn't do anything for power. those places, uh, to that place. When I was thinking about this, I said, this is the nature of the unsaved world today. The people at the poolside there, they couldn't save themselves. And then in verse, um, in verse uh, uh, 3, uh, verse 4, it says, For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then the first of the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of salvation, uh, of whatever disease. So here we see here, these people here, uh, 
It's a glass someone bought for me. It's, uh, it's crazy, but <laughs> I'm trying to, to use it. Uh, so we see these people here, they went there specifically to have healing. They said the water is going to be troubled. When the water is troubled, you jump in. You're going to have healing. So the blind man said, all right, I'll see what happened. The lame man said, all right, I'll see what happened. But the blind man, before he gets there, someone already is already in the pool. And then the, 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 the uh, what do you call it, uh, the paralyzed man, I don't know how he's going to get into the pool. When the water is troubled, someone will have to help him. It is the nature, the state of the world today. We need to help those people. So those people were at the poolside. They were waiting and wanting to hear something. That's my message. They were waiting and wanting to hear something. They, they, they want someone to tell them something. They want someone to come and say, that, let me help you. Let me help you get into the pool. So they, those people were there. We see this all the time in Africa. We see it all the time in Africa. They said, uh, you, you, you might go to places and say, I don't want to hear you. I don't want anything to hear from you. I don't want to, uh, to know what you're talking about. But I, I'm telling you, there are hundreds, thousands of people who are still waiting to hear. Just like that lady going, uh, uh, that boss going to uh, Niger, we reached the border. When we reached the border between Burkina and uh, uh, Niger, there were hundreds of Muslims. There were hundreds of Muslims. You see them, uh, the women with their scarves and uh, the men in their uh, uh, long dress, and uh, they went there to hear something that will soothe their soul. I'll tell you this. There is nothing that can save a person from his or her sin. Only Jesus Christ. He can only do that. He's the only person who has the power over death. He has power over sin. So uh, Christ went to Jerusalem not to celebrate with people, but he went to a specific place in verse, uh, uh, verse 5. Uh, uh, we see here the, uh, what was happening there. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity and, uh, and, uh, for 30 and 8 years. So what we see here, this man had a problem longer than Jesus had been alive. Uh, alive. You say he had this 38 years. He was sick for 38 years. Can you imagine yourself being sick for that long? And nobody cared. I tell you, when I was sick, my blood sugar was high. And I was at the hospital that day for one full week. Uh, week. This thought kept coming. What about if I die tonight? What happened to my family? I have this in mind. But... Today, I'm, uh, I've been diabetic for uh, 17 years. I have not been sick that long, but I tell you what. Sickness and disease, these are terrible things. Diabetes is terrible. Sometimes you, you wake up and you feel like your blood sugar is so low that you don't know what to do. Sometimes it's so high that uh, you're all jacked up and you don't know what to do. You know, it's, it's like, so that's why when, 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 when I see kids eating candy, uh, when my blood sugar is already high, I say, ah, terrible. But you know, <laughs> they, I tell you, sickness, nobody wants to have that. Nobody likes that. But this man, the Bible says, was sick for 38 years. Can you imagine that? And he was at the poolside there. He was there. And let's continue reading our, our, our verses. And it says here, 
Uh, verse 6, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time, in that case he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made a whole? So, now this man came, Christ came to him, he was sick. I want you to see the state of this man first. He was a sick man, a real sick man. Nobody cared for him. He's sick. Not only that he is, he, he, this man was sick, but he was desperate. And, and, and as we continue, you, you, you hear what he says there. As uh, Christ came to him, Christ asked him uh, this question. Wilt thou be made whole? That's the question Christ asked. I want you to, to, to picture this in your mind. Or uh, 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 Let's say my blood sugar is uh, very high and I didn't know what to do. I go to the doctor and the doctor looked at me. I'm all shaking. You know, sometimes when my blood sugar is high, I, I tremble a little bit and my finger, uh, tip of my fingers will be itching or I don't know how it's tingling and uh, I'll be sweating. And then I go to the doctor and the doctor looked at me and said, hey, what's wrong with you, man? said, I'm sick. Can't you see that I'm sick? He said, yeah, I know that you're sick, but do you want to be healed? I said, doctor, I am here because I'm sick. The doctor looks at me and says, oh, you're sick. Do you want to be healed? Doctor, I'm in your office here because I'm sick. This man, Christ asked him this question first because some people would like to stay in their condition like that. Even though they are sick, they know that they are sick. They want to stay like that. They don't want anybody helping them. One, one thing that is happening in Togoda is uh, young people go in and buy a bunch of, uh, uh, they, they buy paints. And I don't know how they do that, but they sniff it, the odor. They sniff it and they say that uh, it, it makes them high. And then it cuts up their uh, oxygen level and then they are in this uh, state of uh, uh, whatever. But, 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 but I, I, I tell you what, this man was, dis uh, he was a disappointed man in this verse when Christ asked him this question. He said, will thou be made whole? Listen to what this man says. The impotent man answered him, sir, I have no, uh, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another person steps down before me. Uh, this man was disappointed. He says, I have no man. Here, he was, this man was in Jerusalem. That was the biggest city at the time. He was there, but he said in the middle of crowd, these people, this man was saying, I have no man. I have no man. Do you know anybody who will tell you that he has no man? I'll tell you this. This man was lonely. Loneliness is terrible. You are sick and lonely. This man was lonely and he was desperate and he was destitute. He was looking for someone to help him. Folks, this man was waiting and wanted to hear. It is the state of the world today. Whether it is in Africa, it is in India, it is wherever... People are wanting to hear the good news. You might say, oh, they, they have everything working for them. They have radios, they have television, they have newspapers here in the U.S., yes. But in the back countries of our countries, in Togo, in West Africa, there are a lot of people who haven't heard of, of the gospel. They haven't heard. You might say, this is not true. I am telling you, it is the truth. 
It is the truth that there are many people who have not yet heard of the gospel. In those villages when there, where there is no electricity, where there is no indoor plumbing, where there is no uh, running water, uh, way in the bushes, you go, you're going to see some things you, you, you don't want to see in your life. You, you might close your eyes, I don't want to see that. But I tell you, these people are there, they have never heard of the gospel. We went to one place and we were preaching to them and we were telling them about Christ. He said, where is he? Where is that man? Uh, that we can go and see him. We said, he is not physically present here. But what he did many, many thousands of years ago is still living today. And we tell them about Christ. We preached nights. We have these uh, lanterns that we use uh, giving us uh, light. We preach to them, and then we start a church. Uh, this preacher uh, looked at a, a young boy and asked him, Have you found Jesus yet? And the boy looked at him and said, Oh, I didn't know that he was missing. But, but Christ is missing in our communities today, even here in Rochester. Christ is missing in many homes today, even here in Rochester. In Africa, let's not talk about it. Do you hear about the genocide in Rwanda, in many places, a war going all the time? Many people are dying, going into eternity without Jesus Christ. So this man was a disappointed man. There are so many people today disappointed about what is happening in their lives, what is happening in their uh, homes. Now, I'm not asking you to come... To Africa, your pastor, your pastor has been to West Africa. I don't know, you might say, I, I, I cannot do that. I was preaching last week in a church in New Hampshire, and, and after the service, this man came to me and said, do you really mean that I go and approach people and tell them about Jesus Christ? I said, yes. He said, no, you can't do that in America anymore. If that's true, I don't know. If it is the truth that you cannot approach people in America anymore and tell them about Christ, there is something that we Christians have to do. We have a big job to do. He says, I just can't do that, Kwame. I said, why? He said, I'll, he said, I'll feel uncomfortable going and approaching people. Uh, just, he said, call Turkey and telling them about Jesus Christ. That's exactly what we need to do today. Because there are some people who are waiting. They are waiting. They will say, we want to hear the good news. We want to hear what you have. The Bible says that be ready to give an account to someone, to tell someone, when the person asks you, what do you have in you, to tell that person what you have. What we have in us, we need to let it out. You know, I'm dressed nice like this today. But when you come and see me in the northern Togo, we are all the same like those people. I don't care. Because the soul of those people are more important than what I wear. But I, I tell people, say, Kwame, aren't you afraid of uh, going into those countries? And because there is no hospital, there are no clinics. How about if you, you have a diabetic crisis? I say, God will take care of me. If he does not take care of me, he takes me home. Hallelujah. Yeah. I don't, because that's the best place that I can ever be. But I tell you, while I'm on the earth right now, I have a responsibility. 
The Bible says that uh, uh, go into all the world and preach the gospel. I don't care where I am. When I was in Mali and Niger and Burkina, I did the same thing. I don't care. I am not ashamed of the gospel. You shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel. We, we have the responsibility of telling people all the time about Jesus Christ. That is the greatest. I asked that lady. Muhammad was buried, right? The tomb is there. The only religion that has a risen Savior is, Allah, is Christianity. And we need to boast about that. We need to tell people about that. I don't care what you have or what you may not have. But... The fact that you are alive today, the fact that uh, you are here today, uh, 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 God wants you to save one soul. I don't know. There is a joy to lead someone to Christ. It, it, it's a joy when you, you uh, preach to someone, tell someone about Jesus Christ, and that person prays and receives Christ. What a joy. I want you to experience that also. I want you to come uh, and, and help us in Africa. Perhaps you might say, I can't come there. There are uh, cockroaches as big as birds. <laughs> right. Did you, have you seen any? <laughs> no. Uh, say, I don't know. If you talk about cockroaches, have you ever been to Florida? <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, when we packed our things and left uh, the United States and went home, we opened a box like this. There were dead cockroaches in them. I said, right, we have American cockroaches in Togo. So, so what, 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 what I want you to see is this man's situation. Saying that he had no man when the water is troubled to put him in. Another question I have is this. What happened to those people who brought them there? Someone was kind enough. That man, someone was kind enough. He said, look, I'm going to take you here. I heard that uh, when uh, an angel will come and the water will be troubled. When you jump in, you'll be healed. So they took him there. They left him to himself. He said, save yourself. This man was there. Save yourself. And then they left. They said that the blind man, someone brought him there. He said, save yourself. And the parents said, save yourself. Those men were desperate. Year after year, they've seen people saved. Another question. What happened to those who were saved at the poolside when the water was troubled? What happened to them? Oh, the water was troubled and they jumped in. They say, hallelujah, today is my day. They go. They don't want to come back to the poolside to see what is happening there. Because the poolside is a place of shame, sickness, desperation, hopelessness. They don't want to go there. Folks, this is our situation as Christians today. We were at the poolside one time. You and I were there, and we were, uh, someone came to us and said, Christ is saved. He said, really? You got saved, and you left the poolside. You go, I don't want to go back there again. Folks, we need to go back to the poolside. We need to go back to the poolside. I don't care what we say. We need to go back to the poolside because there are, uh, there are many people still at that place. Those people who were there. Year, that man was there year after year. He had seen many people saved. Perhaps you know some people today who are in the same situation. Perhaps it's you that God wants to send to them. 
And this man told me, he said, I cannot do that. That's why we send you missionaries. I said, really? That's why you send away missionaries to the field? He said, yes, we send you guys there to go and preach the gospel to those people. You know, I said, oh, how about you? What will you do for the kingdom of God? What will you do for the kingdom of God? This man was desperate. Christ, the Bible says, was going in villages, towns, preaching the gospel. Some of you are here today, and some of the young people are here, can submit their lives to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and follow Jesus Christ. And perhaps you can be a missionary, not necessarily in Africa, even here in America. You can be a missionary. There are churches dying. I tell you, we've lost some support because the churches closed their doors. Nothing was happening. The pastor will say, it's too sad to say, but we just don't have people coming to church anymore. We can't meet our budget anymore. So we judge it. It's better for us to just close the doors. And then they send you $500, or they send you something. Take care of yourself. God bless your ministry. We need people to be in our churches in America also. If missions die in America, the world is dead. The world mission is also dead. Right now, the U.S. is the, uh, uh, the locomotive pushing the wagons. World missions is the U.S. So when we come here, talking to you, we want you to come and see what we are doing. We, we want you to see what God is doing around the world. You don't want to come? Good. Perhaps you are not able to come. Send someone to go. I want people to come. This is what I have for you. Just a, a short, a short message. But I would like to show you. Uh, this video is actually uh, two years old. Uh, the pictures are older in those pictures in the uh, film. But I want you to see what we are doing in Togo. If you see, you know Joshua. He's uh, finishing his high school uh, on the 28th. Uh, we are going to put him in Pensacola. That's where he's going to stay, uh, go to college. His brother, Jonathan, is uh, a sophomore. He's finished uh, his sophomore year, going to junior year in uh, Florida A&M, where he's doing uh, physical therapy. Uh, that's, uh, I guess, that's good for, for me, because uh, he'll make good money and uh, support our ministry, and then uh, when I cannot do anything anymore, he'll come and stretch me and, you know, <laughs> do all those things, you know. But he's a second. He's uh, he's gonna be in the uh, junior year at uh, Florida A&M, and uh, Michaela is eight year old. Uh, uh, he, she's going back to Togo with us, and uh, she'll be doing homeschool. Our backup program. I saw talking to Pastor yesterday. And so what we are doing in Togo is church planting, youth ministry, evangelism, a lot of things. Uh, we are baptizing people year after year or month after month. I was. Uh, I tell you, I just want you to see the. Uh, the film or the video is very short, and if you have any questions, you ask me, and I'll be glad to answer them. Can I?